He's the Sultan of Salary. Money, please. Our very own sports financial guru. When athletes get paid, he's our go-to guy. I felt he's taking rich. He's Mike Gennetti from SpotRack.com. It is a sports utopia we are living in right now. No better man to talk to through all of the wreckage than Mike Gennetti, our go-to sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com and on Twitter at S-P-O-T-R-A-C. How you doing, Mike? Hanging in there. Doing well here. How's the uh, Jacksonville fan base holding up down there? Are we getting worried? <laughs> uh, very, yes. Uh, th- there's not a lot of confidence going around when it comes to what's going on in Jacksonville. And I don't know what to make of, of Trevor Lawrence at this point. You know, he came in as this generational talent, and who the hell knows. But we do have a wild story from Jacksonville. James Robinson went undrafted in 2020, completely blew that draft capital, or lack thereof, out of the water, and then he gets dealt for a sixth-round pick. The NFL is so weird, Mike. Yeah, this is why when you ask me what, what you think a trade value is worth, uh, before it happens, I say two hands up because it's totally yeah. a crapshoot, right? We have maybe the highest draft value, you know, you know, with McCaffrey four days prior, and then an absolute nothing for James Robinson, who has term. It's not like he's an expiring contract. He's got a restricted tender next year, which is going to be could be really good value for the Jets if they stick that core together next year. So I don't understand it. Um, I think he was helping this team out. Maybe there was some kind of locker room discontent that we don't know about, but certainly it's ETN's time to shine down there. Well, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey, and yeah, he went for a lot more than I thought he would, and I was you know, I was encouraged to see it. I, I came on the air the next day just sort of almost giddy, because you and I have this conversation all the time. I think the running back position has been devalued to a point where it's, um, it's almost disrespectful to the position, so to see somebody as talented as him get traded for what he did, it, it finally feels like the position is being treated the right way. Um, what do you think drove up the price? Was it just that San Francisco had some extra picks in their back pocket, or was it that these other teams like the Eagles and the Broncos were getting involved in these conversations? Yeah, those two combined plus, this guy's not really a running back, right? I mean, this guy's, right. guy's going to catch probably 50 balls for the next 10 weeks here on this roster, and then maybe even more next year once they figure out fully how to utilize him in time, inside this Kyle Shanahan game plan. So, it's a two-year process, I think. Um, certainly, you had big-time teams throw in seconds at this process, so you had to probably bring in that fourth and that fifth late. It's, you're right, though. It's a really good, at least, eye test for how this thing can work if more of these players, these, these hybrid players, can come out of college and stick like McCaffrey's been able to do for six years now. What are you seeing on the Kareem Hunt front? Because we're talking about a guy that's got a lot of those abilities. He's not McCaffrey, but in terms of the ability to run between the tackles, catch passes out of the backfield, hasn't been featured the last couple of years, but there could be teams that actually like that because he's not run down. What does a guy like that get dealt for? I assume it's somewhere between McCaffrey and James Robinson, but that's a pretty big chasm between the two. Yeah, that's probably right. I'm actually surprised this didn't happen before the season when all the discontent was coming out and he was basically saying, if you're not going to pay me, get me out of here. They thought they could they could run this one-two tandem and win a bunch of ball games with it, and obviously it didn't work. And, and, and I wonder what that says about everything, right? Because this Cleveland roster is loaded, and the fact that he's barely being used but is now being you know tossed aside on the trade block as a potential RB1 somewhere else, 
it's a little bit concerning at his age and what he and what his skill set says. But I think you're right. I think somebody comes in with a third or a fourth and really tries to use him properly, something Cleveland hasn't done for seven weeks here. We're talking to Mike Gennetti, our go-to sports financial expert from SpotTrack.com. You can also download his SpotTrack podcast wherever you download your favorites. We don't see this happen often, but it does happen. A first-round quarterback who might not even be with the team that he was drafted by for two years. What comes of Mac Jones if the Patriots move off of him, and do you think that's a real possibility here, or do they just hang on to both of these guys and roll with a quarterback controversy for the next year plus? Yeah, it's the Josh Rosen situation kind of coming back into yeah. the fold, right? Except for I don't think the Patriots want to follow that Arizona pedigree, which is go all the way down, get the number one pick, and then and then really try to stick with that kind of franchise quarterback. That's a total wax, by the way. I actually think Bill Belichick it, it loves this. I think this is a situation he's happy to be in where he's got guys competing for every position, including the most important position of the quarterback position. Um, I don't think either of these guys are long-term options, but I don't think he hates what's happening right now, which means I don't think he moves on from either of them anytime soon. They're both cost-controlled. You know, as a 16th pick, Mac Jones is going to be just fine for the next two years at a couple of million guaranteed salary. So I don't think we see too much movement on this, unless, of course, somebody comes in and offers a second-round pick like they did for Garoppolo a couple years ago. Well, then that's where I see this situation different from Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen looked like he was washed within one year in the NFL. Mac Jones could still be a good quarterback. He just might not be better than Bailey Zappi for this Patriot system. Yeah, I'd agree with that, except for it's just such a loaded draft class, right? Any of these teams that are really thrifty for a quarterback, I think there's four to five that are going to go off this board really quickly next May. So I don't think the teams that really would be desperate for a player like Mac Jones are going to be going that route, but that could be the case in 2024. So let's just sit tight on that. All right, last quarterback question. Matt Ryan has been effectively benched for the remainder of the season for Sam Ellinger. What does this move mean dollar-wise moving forward? I know Matt Ryan has never really been the cheapest option out there in the NFL. Yeah, this is actually a 100% contract situation, Brandon. This is obviously, you know, a guy who isn't sticking. He's not, he's not a true QB1 anymore. And rather than let him play this out and they lose a bunch of ball games and see, they see what happens, they got to put this guy in the bench, uh, because he's just too darn expensive not to. It's fully guaranteed this year. There's 12 million already fully guaranteed next year. And there's another 20, there's another 17. So 29 million total in, injury guarantees next year. So if this guy can't pass the physical in March, it's $29 million cash that's fully guaranteed to him by the Colts. So they're cutting their losses right now. Would they outright release him? Yes, except $30 million of dead cap to do that right now. So they can't do that either. So they're super stuck. It's going to be really awkward. He's going to sit the bench. They're going to pay him $12 million cash to go away next March. And uh, I just can't believe another swing and miss with this roster, with this franchise in the quarterback position. Unbelievable. Do you think that's the end for Matt Ryan? then or does he catch on somewhere else because he can't be a starter anyway we're done with that no no and i don't know that he's going to want to sit around and be a backup for two three million like andy dalton's doing right now i think that 12 million dollar parting gift is going to be a literally that a swan song parting gift yeah be done okay i have two more things real quick um a one related to baseball the other basketball do you sort of uh, chuckle when you see people talk about the phillies and almost talk about them like they're this little scrappy underdog the little engine that could they have the fourth highest payroll or I'm, yeah. i think they have the fourth highest in baseball they definitely had the highest i was looking on your site the other day that of all of the four teams that made it to the alcs and nlcs they had the highest payroll yet we treat them like they're the little engine that could 
Yeah, they're right there with the Yankees. And if you look at that 2022 roster, there's six guys making 20 million plus. They went out and did some damage these past two free agencies. First off with Harper, then with a couple of pitchers, and then with a couple of big home run bats this past offseason. They, the, the formula was there. Dave Dombrowski's done this in Boston. He did this in Philly now. They're very, very top-heavy, which is why a lot of the betting sites said, this isn't sustainable. They can't do this over a full stretch of postseason. Well, here they are. So can they top Houston, which, which is basically a perfectly constructed roster? Probably not. But the, the, it's not an accident that they're here. They hit, hit home runs, and they have good starting pitching. Okay, my last one here, and I'm not even going to tee this up as a question. Mike, if you want to comment on it, you can, but you know, I don't expect you to have a Bull Bull take fully uh, locked and ready to roll. But Bull Bull, <laughs> two years, $4 million, found this at SpotTrack.com, might be the best contract in sports if he keeps up what he's been doing early on with the Orlando Magic. So I'm really just giving you a, 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 an article that you can write for your website more than anything else. Two years, $4 million, he looks amazing. The best value in basketball. Can I, can I end with this? I heard your, your take on when I was coming in. Yeah. I'm the only guy in the world that took the Portland Trailblazers to have the best record in the Western Conference. Wow. I've got that bet on the books. So while it's available, while Jeez. it still looks amazing right now for a week and a half, I'm going to gloat on that one. Good for you. That's fantastic. <laughs> what in the world made you think that was going to happen? I actually thought Kevin Durant was going to get traded. Oh, uh, okay. Like, yeah. so there had to be something else. Yeah, of course. There's always a money game with me. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Mike Gennetti, sports financial analyst, the best in the game. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com and on Twitter at S-P-O-T-R-A-C. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Durant wanted to go there now. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Coming up next, I've got some waiver wire names that I need to hand out, a best bet for tonight in the NBA, plus some Bill Belichick audio to get to as well. Stick around.